Greetings, and welcome to the Cerebral Women Art Talks podcast. I'm Phyllis Hollis, your host. As an extension of my Instagram page, Cerebral Women, this podcast offers insights into the visual art world. I interview artists, mainly artists of color and female artists, who will freely articulate what inspires their creativity. In addition, you'll hear interesting perspectives from dedicated art professionals who work with artists and the art institutions that feature them. I'm confident that collectively, these individuals will indeed stimulate your mind as they do our eyes. Please know these interviews are conducted in my Manhattan apartment, so please forgive the background sounds of city life. Welcome to the Cerebral Women Art Talks podcast. In this episode, I feature emerging figurative painter Bianca Nemelk. She was born and raised in New York with roots in the Dominican Republic and Indonesia. Her paintings connect the beauty of the female form with that of Mother Nature. At first glance, I was captivated by her use of luscious browns and greens that reminded me of the tropics and the Caribbean. She perfectly employs these vibrant colors to accentuate the fine curves of the female physique. Bianca has participated in several group shows in the U.S. and internationally, which include the Hashimoto Contemporary in San Francisco, Anna Zarina Gallery in New York, Monique Malosh Gallery in Chicago, and she currently has a solo exhibition at the Cheryl Hazen Gallery in New York City. I am sure you will agree that Bianca's creativity does highlight the beautiful and symbiotic relationship between nature and the female body. Welcome to the Cerebral Women Art Talks podcast. Bianca, it's so nice to have you today on my Cerebral Women Art Talks podcast. How are you doing? I'm good. Thank you for having me. My pleasure. My pleasure. So let's dive on in and uh, tell us, um, when did you realize your artistic passion? Ooh, um, so I think that I have always, you know, since I was young, been creative, but, you know, as you go into adulthood, you kind of lose touch with that. Um, so it, it actually came not too long ago. My artistic passion came as an adult. You know, I graduated, I went to school for communications. I, you know, explored other routes of my life and kind of painting just came when it was supposed to. Um, and, my partner is actually also a painter. So we've been together for about seven years. And, you know, those things were always in our house. Our house was always in our studio. And for me, it was in this moment in my life when I was actually doing some archiving of oral family history um, with my grandparents and kind of documenting where my lineage comes from and everything. And I, for me, I needed a place to kind of let it all out emotionally and creatively. And I had the tools and I started painting very holistically from there. And it kind of grew into this monster of a passion and took a totally different turn. <laughs> and from then on, I've been you know, painting professionally for a couple of years now. And, and when did you start painting these beautiful brown bodies? Yeah. So, um, I started painting, like the first painting I did was around the time, I think around 2016, 
they, they didn't look like they look now. They were a little more rough around the edges, but it was kind of an ode to, you know, my identity and where I come from, kind of stemming from that, you know, archiving. So those browns and those contrasted bodies taking up space came from that inspiration of like learning about me, learning about the complexity of, you know, where my melanin comes from and wanting to understand how to take up space and to own that, you know, part of who I am. And that's kind of when and where that idea of painting the body came out of. Were you influenced by an, an, a body of work that you saw? Not necessarily. Just in terms of like the artwork that I've, that, you know, has always been around my home and where I come from. Um, I've always been around a lot of heirlooms, a lot of very artwork that is like very proud to be black and brown. They come, a lot of the painters are like very local painters from like Suriname and Indonesia. And my grandmother collected a lot of work from these local artists. And so that was always in my world, you know, being proud of, you know, brown skin and having that pride show through artwork. Um, And so I'm very influenced by, you know, those seeds were planted very young in me. And then, you know, I'm also inspired by, you know, artists like Botero and how he paints these very like wide space, voluptuous bodies. And, you know, I take a lot from that and I pull a lot from a lot of different places, but I think, for me, the biggest thing, I'm inspired by art that takes up space because I feel like that's what I want my art to do. I want the women in my work to really kind of like own the space that they're in, which is kind of why they, you know, are bleeding off the canvases and you don't really see the full picture from like head to toe. They're like really kind of taking up space on the canvas. Do you consider your work exotic or erotic? I don't think it's exotic or erotic (laughs) so I don't know if anybody would differ differ on that but I understand that because I am painting bodies of color historically they are fetishized and exoticized and you know seen as like this exotic commodity or they're objectified and I really try to stay away from that I think they just exist as they are and erotic I think they're nude figures. So there's always going to be this sensual aspect to them and kind of like this, I guess like this sexual nature because of the fact that they are nude figures. But I don't think I intentionally try to paint them as sexual women. They're not doing anything sexual. They're just kind of existing within their world. Right. They're beautiful bodies, period. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. And I like really try to, embrace that in the work I I think that a lot of times when you see nude figures and I think even in the back of a lot of people's minds without you realizing you kind of come to the table with these preconceived notions of like the nude body female form and you're like it's this is sexual this is pornographic this is you know the obvious surface level assumptions. Um, And I try to dig a little deeper when I'm painting the work, because I think it does come from a very, you know, vulnerable and um, personal place in my mind when I am painting it, because, you know, for me, I think the most important thing is they kind of exist in this safe space 
or like this space that hasn't been tainted or it hasn't been, you know, influenced by the real world. You know, they kind of live in this fantasy of nature and solitude and peace. And so I really try to embrace that within my work. So on that note, would you say that there are thoughts or concepts that that connect your work? Definitely, definitely. When I first started painting the work, I think the biggest question that I was asking myself was who I am, who am I? You know, it, it was very like a direct questions about my own identity or not necessarily questioning, but exploring who I am. You know, I think um, identity is so complex and there's so many layers that it, it was a way for me to kind of unpack who I think I am or, you know, who I want to be. And then as my work has developed, it's kind of the microscope has kind of come out a little bit. And it's more, I think now more I'm asking the question, who am I, you know, in relation to the bigger world around me? And for me, that's the natural environment. Um, And so like, I think one of the biggest concepts right now that I'm working with is, you know, what does visually, what does it look like to connect with your environment the same way you connect with yourself and your identity, you know, as, as it relates to it being an extension of who you are, you know, especially when not everybody was born in America. My lineage comes from so many different places. And with that in mind, so many lands were crossed, so many waters were touched, so much soil was moved in the process of you know, migration through time. And for me to honor that is what is my connection to nature? You know, what is my connection to that part of me that exists outside of, you know, bones and skin? And so now I'm really trying to create like this visual narrative for what it looks like to kind of, you know, give yourself over to nature and create this home within that and within yourself. So when you're in your studio working and your mind is getting creative, what pleasure do you derive from creating your work? I think for me, the pleasure, it comes from this place of healing. It comes from this, there's this pleasure in, you know, being able to talk to myself, which I do a lot of when I'm in the studio, you know, mentally. My work is, it takes a lot of time because it's very meticulous in terms of, I'm like painting these very sharp lines and making sure that everything, you know, looks the way it's supposed to look. It's not so much free flowing in my arms. So it's a lot of like me talking to the canvas and with my hand. So there's a lot of time to meditate and, you know, what I'm creating and kind of talk to myself about how I'm feeling. And I feel like to me, that is, that's the pleasure that I get from it. I get the, the moment of silence <laughs> or moments, many moments of silence in my studio. That's wonderful. And do you think of your audience at all during those moments? I do. I do. Um, kind of going back to, you know, understanding that I am painting bodies of color. I am sometimes too hyper aware of how others might perceive my work, which is good and bad because, you know, there's also sometimes this like, oh, are people going to think this is, you know, something that I don't intend it to be when I'm putting this body in this pose or something, you know? So I'm always conversating with myself about 
you know, how does, how does my audience, my audience of choice, my dream audience in terms of, you know, who this is for is for women. Um, and I think womanhood is so complex that it's really hard to grasp everyone's experience and personal ideas about what womanhood is. But I do hope when I am painting these paintings that you kind of get this intention that there is this nurturing love that is put into the work. And that is the way that I think of, you know, my audience when I am painting that, you know, I'm intentionally putting a lot of love into these paintings and I hope that it comes through in that way. And who would your ideal collector be? Your dream collector? <laughs> dream collector. Um, I don't know. Dream collector. I think I asked that I, question because I read an article that you said you you did think about who the collector is. Yeah. So I don't think it's like my dream collector isn't like some specific person or has a specific, you know, type of anything. But I do think that I enjoy collectors who you know, on the most basic level, really connect and resonate to my work. One of the things that I think has been a blessing is that, you know, people do feel very open talking to me about how my work resonates with them. And, you know, a a lot of times it's like, you know, this reminds me of my grandma in, you know, the Caribbean or I, you actually paint like what I look like or something like that. And, you know, it feels really nice to be able to connect with someone who resonates with the work in the same way that I resonate with the work, you know? So for me, the dream collector is just someone that engages in the work on a personal level, the way that I engage with it when I'm painting it. So fast forward to where we're, this environment we're in now, how has the racial justice uprising impacted your creativity? So definitely during, you know, the lockdown, it was a very heavy time, you know, being inside and being completely bombarded left and right. You know, you're on watching the news, you're in the streets, New York city had like protests. I was at the protest and there's so much happening all at once. And while you're confined to like these four walls in your house. And, um, I think for me, it actually gave me a moment to, really overwork myself. And that's not a good thing because I definitely burned out, but I definitely feel like my work when I'm painting it is in a place of healing. So I kind of went into the canvas with that intention, not, not necessarily served as a distraction, but I think it was a meditation on what's happening, you know, and I'm painting essentially black and brown women, you know, in, whatever my imagination deems a safe space within nature. And, you know, when you understand that that isn't something that is necessarily a reality, um, it gives me a chance to meditate on that. And, you know, I think part of my responsibility, I feel like is as an artist is kind of to imagine something new, you know, whether it's a solution or an idealistic, alternate reality it's to imagine something and for me it was you know imagining you know safety and solitude and love and you know how that came across the canvas you know I didn't I wasn't really thinking about the outcome it was more or less this is my form of meditation in this time when there is so much pain and you know what what I'm painting on the canvas isn't really happening in real life you know what do you feel the role the artist is in this environment 
so many different I feel like everybody has a different part to play um I definitely feel like the in this day and age whether it's holding a mirror up to you know society or it's imagine like I what I feel is imagining you know something better or you know I think it's just to start a conversation to start, I think the artist's role is to have conversation and to talk about the things that a lot of people feel uncomfortable talking about right now. You know, I feel like although we are so saturated in opinions on social media, I think there's still this like block to actually want to talk. And I feel like the artist's role is to kind of, you know, start those conversations however we feel it's to be done. <laughs> um, that, that to me is what I think the most important role, especially in this day and age is to kind of just start the conversation and get people talking and thinking in different ways or understanding, you know, their place within this world. Are you optimistic about the direction we're heading with the protests, their effectiveness? I think it's, it's so complicated. I am very, I'm optimistic in that I feel like conversations are being had. You know, I'm optimistic in that I am so lucky to be part of this generation of movers and shakers who are actually out there wanting to create change and fighting for change. And I think that the movement hasn't been as large as it is now where you can touch so many people at once and you can get so many people inspired to want to be better and do better. And so in that regard, I am optimistic. You know, I'm also very aware that the system is a lot bigger than, you know, just a conversation, but I do think it's the, the starting point. And I definitely feel like we've, we've gotten that down. Yeah. I, I think about and wonder about where we'll be this time next year or possibly 2022 is a better picture yes, of, uh, of- <laughs> You know, where we're going back to uh, openings and, and, and celebrating life. Uh, oh, yes, I'm hoping yes, it's something. Yes. And, <laughs> and I hope that, you know, everyone comes to the table a lot more enlightened, too. <laughs> you know, it's been, a, it's been right. a long year. And I think we're all looking forward to, you know, we're laying the foundation. So whatever the growth is of the seeds that we're planting, I'm looking forward to that. So I do want to get back to your work. Yeah. I, I have a couple of questions about you as your career as a, uh, earlier in your life. You paint these beautiful figures. Did you ever lean towards abstract or have you always been a figurative painter? I've always been a figurative painter. Um, before I was painting, before painting was even, you know, a thought, really, I spent a lot of my adolescence sketching myself in the mirror nude. So it's, it was kind of like an organic transition into where I am now. Um, I would uh, sketch from the neck down. So very much still, still on brand Uh, from the neck down, I would sketch my breasts, I guess, kind of as a way to get to know myself. And, you know, when you're growing up into womanhood, it's, it's like a very interesting time. Uh, so for me, that was kind of my way to just ground myself physically in who I am. So for me, I've always very much been attracted to the figure, been attracted to my figure, um, and have always kind of felt a connection to my physical form and, you know, the body and 
how it exists and works within the world. So, um, yeah, figure painting has, has been my thing from the get go. It's wonderful. It's, it's great when young women can feel comfortable with their bodies and, uh, and proud of them also. Did, did your, your parents notice, did it raise any eyebrows? <laughs> no, no. Well, my, I don't think I, my parents did not know I was sketching my breasts in the mirror. That was definitely when I locked my door. But <laughs> I think, um, no, my, I've, I've had nothing but support. I think I've always been very headstrong. I'm very, you know, grounded in who I am. So it's not much, you know, much of a, a change of pace for me to be painting nude women very proud with their legs open and breasts and it's very much part of who I've always been and you know my mother has always taught me to be very you know proud of my body and you know to be okay with the things that it does and how you know it's how I move in the world so I've I've always been very grateful to kind of had that planted in my brain and that's kind of also what I want to give back in my work, you know, that the unapologeticness in on the canvas with the bodies. No, I think it's great that your parents, your mother supported that because that's one issue some women have these days is not being comfortable. So you've had um, interesting career so far. Share with us um, upcoming shows. So I actually have an upcoming solo show, which is opening next Friday on October 16th at um, Cheryl Hazen Gallery in uh, Tribeca. And the show is titled um, As It Ripens. And what it is, is it's kind of me asking uh, this question to myself when this work was created. One of the questions I posed to myself was, um, what if your breasts could grow a garden? And it was kind of like the beginning of this exploration of how to create that relationship with me and what's going on outside of me with the world. You know, what it, what if my body could actually really influence it? Um, so this show kind of explores that question and visually what that looks like. That's great. Are they going to have talks or uh, visual walkthroughs, anything? Um, so it's going to be appointment only, but I will be at the gallery. So definitely come by. I'll be there to meet and greet. (laughs) That's fantastic. Great, great. This has been wonderful. I really appreciate your time. And, um, I'm going to try to make sure I, I make it to your show. Yes, please. It was a pleasure chatting with you and I hope that we connect again. Yes, for sure. For sure. If not in person, definitely a follow up to this episode. (laughs) Yes, of course. Thank you so much. Thank you, Bianca. All right. Bye-bye. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Cerebral Women Art Talks podcast. For additional content, please visit CerebralWomen.com and be sure to follow Cerebral Women on Instagram.